The plunge is always scary, but taking it always pays off. So without succumbing to fear, let's dive in. All right, we're back. What's up, guys? How you doing? Pretty good. Yeah. So I just went to the Apple store on the way here. I ran at a full sprint. To the Apple store. Because I wanted to see it before we spoke. Before we spoke. Yeah. I was thinking you were going to see it after we spoke. I planned to, but yeah. then I, I was like, it's only like three minutes out of the way. Let me just go see it. And I ran and got it, and I looked at it, and I held it, and I sent a lot of snaps with me and heart emojis around it. And I concluded that I have a major mental issue. I don't get why I'm craving the device so badly. You have a mental issue because you're craving it? Yeah. Why it wasn't that good? Or you, you were still craving what it in I the store? Craving? It's just a craving. It's not actually going to deliver any value. It's a very sleek device. It's novelty. It looks nice. It's novelty. Yeah, it's novelty. I, said, I texted Sarah. I said, I feel like I'm a girl with jewelry. <laughs> and she said, jewelry lasts forever. <laughs> and I said, so does knowledge. And... You know, we both know that neither of it's going to last forever, but that's exactly, I think that's what it is. It's like, oh, I could stay new. I could be new. Yeah, jewelry, jewelry falls out of fashion. Not at the rate that the, the iPad will, no, will not uh, at the rate. decay. But uh, whatever. So they changed up the design is really what makes it so attractive. They made it look new. This is the new shape. Yeah, whatever. It just looks new, but I think that's the, the key. Jewelry is forever. That's exactly what I say about all the purchases. It's the notion that it's going to make you it's an live forever. No, no, not that. It's you think that you're going to be immortal. That's the whole point of buying all these things. I could be young again. I could be 40 years old, but if I have the newest iPad, um, it's like I'm new. It's like I'm you're a forever. new person. Yeah, for it's the more wealth you amass, the less you're going to die. I could live forever. That's the whole thing. Oh, that's ingrained in us. It, it was yeah, it was yeah. true for forever. Yes, I don't have a mental issue, now. but I don't like falling prey to this. Uh, Anything I would criticize in anyone else, just being a slave to their biological instinct, that's the same thing that's driving me to get it. And it's a biological instinct that's, to, to, to the larger extent, no longer useful. Is it? Well, maybe having the new iPad does bring benefits, and that's why it would no, be but useful. The, we're going to survive. We're going to live till we're 80 on average anyway, regardless of whether we amass possessions or not. Mm. It is possible, though, that wealth will be able to increase our lifespan in the future with yeah, uh, well, what technology. We'll get the Apple Watch, and we're like, oh, we can monitor our health, and yeah, then we're going to make live us live longer. longer. So it's a useful biological instinct. Yeah. I get the newest iPad. I can make more money, maybe, and maybe and, it is driving me. Yeah. And from the female perspective, I get these uh, jewels, and then everyone's going to know not to mess with me. I'm yeah, so protected. what's wrong with those instincts? What's wrong with those instincts? Because it's fueling uh, the delusion that you're going to live forever. It's coming out of a. It's not a delusion. It's it's fueling the desire to live longer. I enjoy life. I want to lengthen the time that I that I enjoy it. Yeah, because it's just going to end up leading to suffering. I think. Okay. Well, if it's going to take away from your enjoyment of life, then it is. Th that's a different a different problem. It is. Well, that's so there I mean. are some there are some purchases you can make that maybe will lead to more enjoyment and will... This is what we were saying last time, the whole focus of how could I uh, do better, better, that's not, that actually is what's causing the pain. So to be in a state of bliss, euphoria, you need to stop chasing. Yeah, running after is not, never gonna be the answer. Because you're trying to fight, fight the inevitable. At the end of the day, your old iPad that you buy that's new today is going to be old, and then you're just going to have a craving for a new one. And if you don't get fulfill the craving, you're going to be agitated. And if you do fulfill the craving, it'll be new for a second, and then you're going to be upset that it's not new. Okay. So. But you'll have resources to get the next new one, assuming yeah, so you're, you're successful. Right, you're just assuming you could be wealthy enough to, to satisfy your cravings. To keep satisfying the cravings okay, quickly. So, so uh, what other ways are there to get happiness? To stop, to to nick the root between the craving and the... Is that going to give happiness or eliminate suffering? I think that will eliminate suffering, but it will also eliminate joy. No, nah, so that's questionable, I guess. It's not joy. You consider that joy, a little dopamine rush from getting the new <laughs> iPad. It's not joy. It'll eliminate pleasure. Yeah, short, very short-term pleasure. And what it replaces it with, I guess, remains to be seen. I don't know. 
I think if you truly reach that state, if you're going to practice that to the end, you end up in a state where, fine, you have no craving, you have no aversion, so you're just going to sit in that chair, you're never going to get up, and you're going to wither away. It's possible. Why would you do anything else? Why would you move? I don't know. So that was the, so we went on a 10-day meditation retreat, and the message was clear away all the cravings, the aversions, that's some of the language that we're using now, and then what will replace it will be um, this desire to do for others compassionately. That's the only thing that could replace all these things. I think that's a reach. Why would you be filled? Why was the Buddha, Buddha, as uh, he's called it, filled with this desire to go do good for others if he's living in perfect equanimity? How could it be? Yeah, well, he did have a craving for something. He wanted to spread compassion, spread love. He wanted to teach. Yeah, so that was the, the claim. What lies beyond? But some, whatever lies beyond is a higher level than whatever lies... Than, than the Buddha? Than, no, whatever lies beyond the cravings is going to be a higher level. Maybe it is like level. the Buddha, or maybe it's something else. I don't know. I was talking to someone about being smart uh, the other day. I was saying it's really terrible, it's just worthless, like we think that it's elite, our thought processes, but it's the same thing as the dumb person, we just are chasing the same things, we think we could do it with intellect, and she said, well, would you not be smart, so would you give it up, even if I told you you'd be happier, I was like, no, she's like, alright, so that's how you know that you're happy, you'd want to be smart. No, it doesn't mean you're happy, it just no. means you're cursed. I mean, yeah, but that you would want it, that it's a, it, it So better. many people would not give up something that they like, know is bad for them. be smarter. Yeah. But no one that's smart would want to be dumber. Yeah, but that's true about a lot of things that, w that we know won't make you happy. Like? Um, winning the lottery, right? There are a lot of studies that show that on average... That's so then maybe some makes people, people that won the lottery would say they wish they never won the lottery. We don't know what they would say. We know yeah, we would all sure. wish... Some, some of them would say that. But that's after it plays out, not right away. A week later, they're not going to say they wish they wouldn't. They never won the lottery. Maybe two years later. So, so is any smart person at any point that so maybe on I our death, maybe on our deathbed, we're going to say, I wish I wasn't smart. I wish I wasn't smart. But how did this tie in? Oh, okay. So that smartness, the only way, so the reason is you have more clarity about the world. I would think so. You know that okay, you could be blind. It's like saying, would you rather be blind or something like that? No, you don't want to be blind. Even if you say blind is great. So I think that the not being a slave to the craving is just a, a higher level than being a slave. You know how to be a slave to the craving. You also know how not to. I don't know, but maybe then it's just another thing to chase. That's the other thing also. Yeah, if you're chasing it, then you have craving again. Yeah, you have craving to be enlightened. Yeah, I think S Sam, Sam Harris, we're big listeners of his podcast. Big listeners. Sam Harris is a fan of taking the Vipassana message, meditation, enlightenment, and applying it to everyday life. Mm -hmm. So there's, uh, he's trying to find this middle ground between the freedom from craving and aversion, but still living a life. You can't go about every day living your life if, if you don't have some sort of uh, you know, driver, and that driver is going to be cra craving and aversion. So maybe there's, there's this distinction we can make between short-term craving and aversion mm -hmm. and long-term craving and aversion. And maybe the short-term cravings and the short-term aversions are much more harmful. Mm. And the long-term cravings and long-term aversions, while they might do some harm, maybe they provide benefit that's greater than the harm they provide. But every short-term craving is, uh, is a function of long-term long craving. Term craving. So I want to live forever, we said, so now I crave the item. But the reason I crave the item is just a short-term pleasure that I'm chasing. I'm addicted to this short-term novelty. Yeah. So you, you would have to have a daily uh, meditation practice because you're fighting these long-term cravings and aversions that you're holding on to. Mm -hmm. So you have to counteract with meditation, and then maybe you could you know, like build a wall, a divide between the two. And every time you feel a short-term craving and aversion, you're going to feel them. But then you, you bring yourself back to, to your, your meditation, and you realize, oh, no, that's not worthy of my, uh, my pursuit, my focus, my concern. So I amped my meditation up to 30 minutes per wow. day. Because the guy, I went with the guy who, uh, we went on the meditation retreat, like I said, and someone that I went called me um, the other day and he told me, you know, are you getting insane benefits? We went like three months ago or something. I was like, what do you mean? He goes, I don't know. I just feel like I have superpowers of some sort. Everyone I see, I just could see it all in slow motion. I don't know what he was saying. It was a lit, sounded a little too hard to believe, but also he said, like, do you ever get like, 
flashes of these weird moments where you, I don't know. So I got, I was like, so I went to Banyas with him, another big advocate of Banyas. We'll talk about uh, <laughs> Rhonda Patrick. We've spoken about that a little bit, uh, the science of it. But uh, so we went and I don't know, so he inspired me. He said I should make You went to Banyas together? Yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't feel, I, I don't think he would make something up like that. Like just say I'm receiving amazing benefits. Unless maybe in his person, he went in with the expectation of receiving. Maybe it's placebo. Maybe effect. it's placebo. He thought it would be amazing. No, but he said they're very. Is it a dim? He said that the they're very. Whatever. He said that they're very based on on what like he expected, like meditation style benefits. It seems like. Oh, so okay, so we're in Banyas, and then we see this other guy. He's a groovy guy. I don't know. He's like sitting. You know, he's being real weird, and he says, uh, "Oh yeah, I do Ida Patelli, or heard of that guy." Those weird motion things. Like I was like no. shaking out. Motion meditation. It's like, like yeah, like flowy. You know, I don't okay. know what he's saying. And he's talking about this other thing, and then he goes, yeah. Then I also do some meditation. And we go, yeah. He goes, oh yeah. So then the, the guy I was with asks, uh, you know, uh, do you get sensations? You notice sensations? You go, oh yeah, maybe you'll do some sensation, but then uh, you'll notice your body will just disappear. And everything that you thought was there, you no longer see. This just becomes one beautiful bliss, you know, I don't know what he's saying. It's like, ah, oh, this guy's a scheme. Or not, maybe not. I know, so that's how, then I realized how, okay, then someone told me that I was, you know, you run every day and, oh, it's incredible. You have this, you have no anxiety whatsoever, you know, so people attribute all kinds of benefits to all kinds of things. Maybe they like to ex over-exaggerate the benefit they receive from their practice to motivate themselves to practice more. There you go. I've been tr trying to meditate more. I'm up to day 10 on uh, Sam's app. Mm -hmm. And like 50% of the time, I fall asleep. Really? I don't know if I fall asleep or if I space out. Because when, when it comes to, to the end, like I'm still aware. So maybe you but I, meditate. But I lose stay. complete, I think I fall asleep, I lose complete awareness of what's happening. It's like me in the float tanks. <laughs> I'm trying I to focus on the noise, but I don't, hear, I don't hear any noise. I don't feel any sensation. I'm just out. Mm -hmm. That's funny. And then it ends, and I can't remember what the last thing I heard was. Right. So maybe I'm doing the meditation, maybe not. I, I feel like sometimes, some days I feel like I need to go back and redo the day, but I don't want to do that. I want to see myself get to day 11, right. day 12. So what's the point? I'm just saying I'm, I've been trying to meditate. You've been trying to meditate. Yeah, so... But, I, but I'm still bound by this craving to meditate and progress on the days. Yeah, sure. So another interesting thing. So I was listening to Rogan. They did a Sober October. Did you see the no, most recent podcast? So him and his friends, Sober October is over. So they get together to smoke and chill and whatever. They go nuts. But what they did over Sober October in order to still get highs, they did a fitness competition. They didn't have like Apple watches. They had some kind of tracker. They tracked like their heart rate and they got like one point every, every minute that the heart rate was above 180 and then a half a point, I don't know, whatever the system was. I don't know how exactly. They didn't put like show notes or anything. And like Rogan was like an animal. He was exercising like six hours a day, hiking like Did he elk look good? and packs. You can't really see how he looks, but they went nuts. No, he said it was detrimental. They, they were crazy. Like with, they would wake much. up at 12 a.m. and sneak in a competition to, to get it. <laughs> they'd it. wake up, they'd be like, motherfucker, this guy just, <laughs> met, just did it right now while we were sleeping. He logged six hours. One guy claims he ran a marathon and then jumped on the elliptical for another uh, bunch of hours. <laughs> They're crazy. They're all self-employed. They have tons of free time. Yeah, one's a comedian, one's a thing. I don't know. Yeah. That's crazy. So they're whack. So and they, they get the high from the exercise? Yeah. So Rogan claims he has no anxiety. He thinks that the reason we have anxiety is because we have this uh, biological urge to be active. And if we're not, then we have a trigger that says, dude, you're in trouble. Something, you know, you must not be. We're sedentary. You must yeah. be ill. You must be underfed. So it tries to trigger you into motion. And he thinks that's, that's the reason for all, you know, so that's what I'm saying. It could be, <laughs> anything could be the reason for all suffering. No, there, there could be a reason, but maybe that, do, that doesn't mean that the medicine is to exercise all day. Maybe there's a better solution where you could meditate away the anxiety instead, and then you could still have the rest of your hours of the, of the day and the not, efficient way and not degrade your body. Maybe the exercise is good for your body. Or maybe it could it be, yeah, maybe it's good for your body. Maybe it degrades it, I don't know. They, are, they do say that like there are people in tribes that run all day, they're active all day, and they, they live till they're 80. 
there's like this. Uh, the medicines. They, they wrote are. about this for the 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 barefoot people. Wrote about this uh, African tribe, where they're just they run like mega marathons every day because they're just hunting animals. They chase them down, mm-hmm. and they they're super healthy. They live till they're in, into their 80s. It's crazy, right? So it's good to run. I guess they say it's good to run. They say we're born to run. Is it good to walk? I was told you that I want to start running everywhere I go. Like yeah. today, I wanted to go to the Apple store. I ran to the Apple store from the train, and then I ran here. But I thought maybe I'm I'm just off. <laughs> you know, maybe my cravings have taken such a hold of me that you're I'm craving to run. Yeah, why can't I be in the moment and at peace? Yeah. Why can't you be in the moment and at peace? You are at peace, but you want to run <laughs> instead of walking. You have to walk or run. If you were really in the moment at peace, you'd you'd stay where you were and wither away. <laughs> right. So running's like less at the moment than walking. Why? Because I'm trying to get to the craving so quickly. I wanted to quickly get oh, to the Apple Oh, if you're store. running because you want to get to the Apple store. If I'm running to the Bet Midrash, then, then you might be off. No, even to the, the Bet Midrash. No, they say if yeah, the Satan comes okay. to get you, run to the run Bet Midrash. Run to the Bet Midrash. It's the same idea. Like if the craving is getting you, then just run to the meditation or something. Yeah. But maybe you, you want to run to the Apple store for the sake of running. Run to the Apple store for the sake of running. I just want to get everywhere quicker, but I think that might be Yeah, that's, uh, that's craving. Yeah, it might be craving. Or maybe my biological need to run is, is trying to inform me on a healthier lifestyle for myself. Maybe. <laughs> it could be. Just but then why don't you go for runs to nowhere? Why don't I go for runs to nowhere? Hey, that's stupid. Maybe I just should run to all my destinations. Okay, if you really had a craving to run maybe if for I the sake of running, you, would, you wouldn't care to have a destination. True. But maybe if I run, then that puts my body into a fear state, and it's terrible to run. And really walking slowly is the key, because that shows yourself I'm so confident in this environment. Or walking is a sign of weakness. You're sick, <laughs> ill, and starving. And running is a sign, a sign of strength. I'm not, I can't be sure. Yeah. If you do run, though, you could leave where you are at later. And True. maybe that's your house, you're in your robe, True. you're comfortable. Correct. So you make a, you know, an agreement with yourself, I'm going to leave later, I'm going to you know, be more at peace here, and I'm going to run right. instead of walking where I can't be looking at a screen or taking care of my plans. Yeah, but you could have your pods in in your house plus doing whatever you could do. Yeah, there's less to do on the road, but maybe I should be in the moment blissfully walking through the cool air. But why not just meditate at home and then run instead of walking? That's what I do. I, want, I meditated this morning. That's why I had to run. Okay. But I wanted to get the Apple Store. Maybe I'm trying to get too many things in, and the more yeah. things I try to get in, it's going to make it worse. You can only fit so many things in your day. Maybe the problem is trying to get the things in, in your day in the first place. Shouldn't be doing we anything. We had an appointment. Why yeah. even going anywhere? Yeah, you should be sitting at home in your robe. All doing day, nothing. Meditating, yeah. Playing Xbox at most. It's <laughs> <laughs> playing play Xbox Fortnite a form of meditation. They know that they're, they're that enlightened. There's no point in this world. Yeah, they yeah. just drink beer. Well, that's why when I used to drink a lot, I thought that I was enlightened. Because I said this whole world is pointless. We're all going to die anyway. We might as well dull our emotions and wait to die. <laughs> <laughs> if the emotions are painful before death. Like someone once asked me, a guy goes, why would girls find it attractive if a guy drinks? It obviously shows he lacks confidence. He drinks to compensate for his lack of confidence. So I, at that point, was a very staunch drinker. I said, no, you're so dumb. You're the one who's thinking about girls and this stuff. A guy who drinks doesn't care about anything. He just knows he's going to die. He doesn't mind destroying himself. And that's what they find attractive. The man knows that there's, it's all meaningless. And he just, I don't know what I was thinking, <laughs> if that argument has any. Why is there that image, though, of a guy that's throwing back drinks? He doesn't care. He's yeah. Well, it depends. They're, not all drunks are attractive. The drunk that is getting touchy and rapey and he's overly gross. aggressive, he's True. gross. You'd rather the guy be touchy and aggressive if he's sober. Then True. that might be attractive. But if he's doing it out of his mm-hmm. drunkenness, that's disgusting. It's someone who achieved success and is still yeah. able, despite being drunk always, or something like that. No. Also, if you're just if you're if you're drinking and content to be alone, there's something that I think there's something attractive about. Right. It's a contentedness. That you, I yeah. think it may be that you love something more than you love them. So yeah. if you love the drinks and you're doing it for yourself. You, you love the drink more than you love them. And yeah, then they, and that's attractive. And now they have to yeah, show, no, I'm better. But how come loving uh, Power Rangers, no one ever, uh, ever sexualized that? I don't know. It's good. Maybe because you're chasing this state. They know when you're drunk, you just don't care about anything. So you're chasing 
Maybe that's something. It's almost like a meditative state, but you're cheating to get there. Yeah. Is it a, is it a meditative state, though? You dull your awareness also. Right, so it's like the, kind of the opposite. Yeah. The meditative state is you're aware of everything. Yeah, here you, you just don't react. no awareness. Yeah, no awareness, and that's why you don't react, just because you have no mm -hmm. awareness, not because you're, you don't care right. to react. Right. It's a how could that ever be, have become, maybe it was just done by the alcohol companies. But I think it's something more like the Mad Men, the first thing with the cigarettes. Which part of the, the cigarettes? The first one, the Death Wish. The Death Wish. The first episode of Mad Men, she tells him that when they, it's in like the, I don't know when, whatever time, but they just found that cigarettes weren't good and the cigarette companies had to figure out how to market their cigarettes. And she tells him that what she should, the research says that people have this death wish and that it's sexy to smoke because it's like fulfilling this, this urge to die, I don't know, something like that. And that's why it's, it's sexy to drink because they, they're knowingly harming themselves. Yeah, maybe it's like uh, with the peacock feathers, like it's, this puts me at a risk of getting caught and I could still do it and be fine. What risk of getting caught? Uh, they said that the peacock feathers are actually are evolutionary disadvantage because they could yeah. be caught by predators. But they're still they're pretty and they could still survive. Yeah, they flaunt it. And that so you're drunk, you're at a you're you're weak, you're not aware, you know, you're vulnerable right now, but you're still fine. Yeah, maybe that also you don't mind being vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. you could carry yourself. It doesn't matter if you're not there. Yeah, I could put five drinks into me, ten drinks into me, and still be safe. You saw a star is born. Yeah. yeah. So in the beginning, it's ish attractive. It's like on the verge of being unattractive in the beginning, and then it becomes very unattractive when he's like. In the beginning, where uh, all yeah. of this is in the beginning. In the beginning. Or when he's drinking. The yeah. first scene, like. Yeah, the first scene, it's ish attractive, though. It when he's drinking in the car. Yeah, that's not. Great. That's not attractive. Not a great look. Yeah, but then when he goes to the bar and he's drinking the whole night, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I think also the knowledge that they have a pain that big to numb is attractive. I don't know how to explain that they're why so that in tune to pain, into their, their, Are they more in tune to their pain, or do they have greater pain? I don't know. Or are they the same thing? Is pain, right. pain just is just what, what you feel. That you're in tune to. Yeah. I don't know, but something about that also, like that there's something, it adds like a depth to the person. Like what is it that they're, what is it? A mis a mis there's, there's a maybe. mysterious darkness to them. Yeah. Also, it's daring. Yeah, so I think the daring is like the peacock feathers. Like this is a risky behavior. We're doing a risky behavior. Shows maybe that's like an evolutionary advantage to be, do risky behaviors. If you're still alive. If you're still alive, yeah. If it you shows someone that does risky behaviors. And he's is still able to alive. do this and still survive against everyone else who is not doing this risky behavior. He must be stronger. If he weren't doing this risky thing, you know, like let's say I don't study for an exam and I go and and perform just as well as everyone else who studied. That's uh, a, a sign of dominance mm. in, in the subject. Maybe also, uh, let's say you're drinking at this event. It's like, uh, I'm too cool for this event. Fuck this. I'm just going to go numb myself to this event. And maybe that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, trying to think of reasons. Yeah, we came up with a lot. A lot of reasons. I don't know if any of them fully explain it, but... It's a weird phenomenon, or maybe it was just something that uh, the culture, the culture programmed, programmed it. Yeah, everyone would drink. Sell beers and then, yeah, First, well, yeah, I guess we justify the behavior. I guess we have to, yeah. We also have to look at it from, from the natural progression. Everyone used to drink. Right. And then people stopped drinking. So what does it say about the people who, Continue. who stopped drinking? The people who stopped drinking were the ones who signaled. Yeah, they, they made no the action. Fun. They're no fun. They're super uptight, concerned about their health. They're weak. They throw up from the alcohol or something yeah. <laughs> like me. They're weaklings. They can't handle the alcohol. Yeah. And also, they, right, the people that saw them abandoned and got upset, so they created narratives to... To, to make their drinking still glorious. Stop yeah. drinking. Yeah, you can't yeah. handle the drinks. And then yeah. the ones that were selling them the drinks manly. more than anyone said, oh, no, if you drink, you You're are... You're manly. Yeah. Have this American whiskey... Yeah, it's harsh. It doesn't taste good to drink, but it is powerful. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think there's naturally something to color that makes certain drinks more manly, or is it just about how they develop? Like whiskey is brown. Maybe brown, dark rum is considered more manly than white rum, vodka, tequila, 
beer has that same amber color. Mm. I think it's maybe more the taste. The color comes with the taste. The color comes with the taste, but it's interesting. It could be the color. Is brown a, a more manly color? Or is it the harsher taste is more manly? I don't know if you could objectively put it Vodka still has a harsh taste. Disgusting. Disgusting. Yeah. Vodka is uh, It's gross. cultural also, though, because I bet in other countries, like, drinking vodka is very manly. Russia. Yeah, I don't know. We don't know anything about Russians, but... Yeah. <laughs> That's Russians, the stereotype. Yeah, Banyas, we see them. They drink vodka. Do yeah, they? They also drink beer. It just I'm just saying it might be cultural, so then it could have to do with the color. Yeah. Or is it is it how our culture relates to the color though, or is it just that those types of alcohol developed in our culture? You know, the root of how these things came, we can't even know. It's it's thousands of people. It's crazy that there's a collective thought about anything. Yeah, that you could say this country has a culture. Yeah, like this is a manly drink. Like if you ask people in this country, and it's not even true because a lot of people would still disagree that it's a manly drink. But. The majority would say. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure the majority would say if you said which of these three multiple choices. Whatever, there are definitely some cultural uh, things that people would, would have mass agreement on. Yeah. So it's, uh, you think it's a consciousness or a just a popular vote? I don't know what's the difference. Is it just ever, we all happen to be in agreement because we live together and and that's, uh, you know, what people that live, to get, live together either usually come to, to s have some similarities, or are we actually this greater being? Might be the same thing. It's like all the cells well, in they our might body, be the they're same thing, living yeah. next to each other, and they each do their function. And it naturally just forms they its have opinions greater about consciousness. Things. Some of them like to eat certain items. It's good for them. Others don't. They have votes, and then they fuel one decision. Is Maybe every decision we make is broken down by the votes of each and every individual cell in our body. I d yeah, I doubt it's by popular vote, though. It's probably some sort of strength, power-weighted vote. Right? Some cells have yeah, more control votes. over your cravings True. than others. Right, and then they probably make deals with them. The ones that control the cravings, they feed them something. And yeah, they, they, I'll they, vote your way if you want. I have a lot like of power. He on wants this. me to eat this one thing, so he tells it. He gives, he feeds the guy who makes the decision something that he likes. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, you want it. You're, you're, you have the sugar craving for a cookie, and your health concern cells, maybe your liver or, or whatever part of your body that's going to be negatively affected by that, says. If they just say outright, no cookie, they know they're going to lose. So they say, okay, no cookie, but you could have an apple. They compromise. Uh, that's even, uh, okay, so I'm, in, I'm doing keto. I'm in like day four. I don't know if that's, uh, I think you get into ketosis right, right away. Right away. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I feel insane two, energy. Days. Like I'm like wired. It feels like I'm way messed up. I don't know if that's just in the beginning or whatever. But yeah. like, so maybe they give the ketones to that guy instead. Or they, you know, like that idea. Yeah. They feed him something else as a compromise. Don't eat this, and then we'll give you this. Yeah, it's fine. Don't eat sugar, but we'll, so we'll, instead we'll give you fatty acids and ketones, the means something to like break that. it down or whatever, whatever ketones do. Yeah, something like that. I don't know if the complex process, how decisions get made. That's the, the same meditations. Who's the one making the decision? Yeah. There is no you. It's just a collective. If saying that there's a you is just like saying that there's a collective a you that, that America is a you. Yeah. Be the same and it's thing. the same as saying that the cell is a you. Right. He has many, many parts. And the cell has many parts that are voting, and those parts have many parts. Right. And there's people that have say, influence, whatever. There's a vote. Yeah. But even their votes are not are not their own decisions. Their votes, how an individual cell votes is determined through a vote. An individual cell votes is determined through a vote. The, right. yeah, yeah, the yeah. pieces within the yeah, cell. Yeah. And how the piece within the cell is... Voting. Whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah. And is, I wonder, is there a smallest piece of matter? Who, and the, then is he a you? We thought the smallest piece was an atom, and then we said, found out, no, the atom is composed of... Uh, right, and the, they have processes. That's why I love when you study chemistry. I feel like you're learning about the thought process of another organism or whatever. Yeah. You know, like the attraction. It's yeah. like, oh, they're attracted high to low. It's like, oh, maybe that's a... They want to bond. Applicable, yeah, that's yeah. applicable to our world. Why would someone bond? Oh, he's a higher energy. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So how far could we break it down? 
in general, that's a physics question, I guess. Right. And is it useful for us to break it down? Is there, is there any use in us acknowledging that we're not the decision makers? Is there any use in us acknowledging that we're not the decision makers? Yeah, there is. And it's like kind of the free will thing. Yeah. It, it borders into there. So that's another free will thing. It's like you don't have free will. Even if you want to say that some part there is things that are making decisions somewhere, you know, which might be questionable. It would be so far removed from, from where you. you think that yeah. it's happening. Yeah, so we might be able to break things down to a smallest piece of matter that is voting and making decisions. Right. But to call that, that you is just so inaccurate. It's like saying America has free will. In some extent, maybe it breaks down to, even if you believe that a person had free will, you would have a hard time saying that America has free will as a whole. Yeah. And, the, and the decision that ends up being made has nothing to do with the thought process, the conscious thought process that you use to justify the decision, which is also why it's inaccurate. When you make a decision and you say, oh, for reason X, Y, Z, not that's that. not it's what happened at all. I was doing with my this yeah, salad, some cravings salad, and aversions. And they were mixing, and then there was this chemical in my blood at that moment, and it yeah. fueled this other thing, and we don't know. And then uh, through all that, you made a decision, and then you said, oh, let me rationalize, because that's how we communicate with other beings and with ourselves. Right. How you, you create a narrative around things. You create it. Definitely one thing I learned while I'm meditating is that whoever's talking is not me. I don't know what the... I'll be sitting and they're just chattering about, sometimes they'll just start saying ra completely random things. Like they'll just be like uh, an actor in some movie saying some random line. To, like not even a known actor. I don't even know what they're talking about. It's not related to me, the dialogue that's going on. Like I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> Do you explore where it came from? Do you try to find the source? I just say that it's unrelated. That's, I just it's say unrelated. it's not you me. You push it away. Yeah. I don't push it. It's just not, I don't know who's talking right now. I'm like, like, and you as well, my dear. It's like a dream. It's, it's, it's the same dreams. thing as a dream. Different voices, voices pop up. Different figures, anything. characters. Yeah, blue may now grace us. It's like, what? <laughs> I don't know what. There was really weird ones. Like, I'm in, like, a whole scenario. I start dreaming while I'm awake. It happens. So I just chat. And, like, its thoughts are un completely unpredictable. Like, who started to think about this thing? Yeah, where did that, where where'd that did come that from? Come where was the, the Sam says, conception where of the, the thought? thought came from? It's like, I have no, the only answer I ever have is I have no idea. I don't know how to tell you. I'm not yeah. sure how it came. Well, from. Maybe you heard a car horn honk and it triggered something. Maybe you felt a pain in your leg. That, hmm. I mean, it's hard. Maybe it's hard, difficult to trace down that, that Sometimes it plays source. on itself. That's the easiest one yeah. to notice. It's like a train. But then sometimes completely random. The train starts. Yeah. Where does it start? New train or a completely new angle that interrupts the previous train with no relation to him. Weird stuff. So yeah, we're, so it's we just had election time. I am proud to say that I did not vote. I still have not voted. I don't think I'm registered to vote. Did you vote? <laughs> I did not vote. I am registered to vote though. I might be registered. But I did not vote. I don't vote. I had to go to our specific pre-voting uh, center Forget about that. I, I have no opinion about who should be elected. None. I don't zero? know anything. I don't know anything. I know yeah. that I want them not to ask me for taxes. And that's like the extent of what I know. Yeah. And I want but, my safety. Okay, you know nothing, but everyone else is voting. Do you think everyone else is more qualified or I less qualified causing all this strife. than you to Why vote? does everyone think they have to have opinions? I'm sitting with someone yelling, transgender, the bathroom, the this. It's like, you guys are both retarded. Are you transgender? Like, I don't understand. What are you even talking about? He shouldn't use the bathroom. I saw in the news he raped someone. Yet. It's like, you guys are out of your minds. <laughs> Just stop arguing about this stuff. Just don't even talk about it. I don't even get where it comes from. Yeah, but they all are talking about it, and they have some power to do something about it. And maybe you think you're more qualified than no, they are. No, it's a sin to vote. That's it's a I sin think. to I vote. I think we should all stop voting. You don't know. You have no idea. Just say, I don't know. I wouldn't be able to make one informed policy decision, not one. Yeah. I have no idea about the repercussions of any policy. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything Maybe about the anything. problem is how we vote then. Maybe we're supposed to just elect leaders that we trust, which is how the system was designed. I like this guy as my leader. I'm going to elect and put him into power. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about the policy. He makes the policy there's decisions. There's repercussions for that. Like people, okay, I like Trump, and now you might have voted for him, and now it's causing a backlash, and it might have been a mistake. Yeah. I can't know. I don't like any of the options. I don't know any of the options. I don't know anything, and I'm not voting. <laughs>
maybe so maybe in the in the ideal political system would you have a, a, a republic like we have would you have us voting for elected officials no we definitely have they have to be accountable to somebody i think accountability is huge and the voting at least gives that feeling but they're just accountable to the narrative what what the people want in some way which is is good like if we all want weed to be legalized, then you should have to legalize it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. If we all want, maybe, you know, maybe we have no idea and it, it could be yeah, very Maybe it's bad. <laughs> Why are we qualified to make policy decisions? I, fine. It can, I would rather like answer a survey about like, like things, like individual policies. Like, do you think weed should be legalized? And I don't know anything. This is just, I think it should. I don't, I don't know. And if does that vote me, determine the law? What is that? What is that and survey then they do? They have to with, within certain statistical things. They have to stay. If ninety percent want something, or eighty percent system, yes, yeah. yeah, ask everyone what they want. It's very important. It is an important case. If if you know way better and you say, look, guys, they really we've done a lot of science on this. First of all, they should have to spend money to convince people of these things, um, because if we still disagree with you, then you have to listen at a certain point. Yeah, um, and. You know, I don't know, but but this system is stupid. I'm going to vote for a Republican or a Democrat. That's basically the choices that I have yeah, based that's on ridiculous. nothing. It's idiotic. The only reason I would vote is because then in our community you have leverage. They could say, look, we're, we, it's a very high voting turnout, and and we cater to more. our needs. Yeah, like there are things like the Kings Highway thing. Uh, that was a good example. So in our town, they were building a bus lane. We didn't want the bus lane. We don't use the bus, and we're the ones that live there and pay the taxes. We all don't want the bus. I also understand that maybe the bus is better. I don't know, but we have very little faith that the bus is going to be better, uh, and definitely not for us. Yeah. So in that case, shoot. Obviously, we should voice our displeasure with it. Oh, the bus is pretty useful. Yeah, but we never take that bus. Okay, yeah, but people who who work in our stores take that bus. Yeah, but no people one can go who to the stores because the they're on, in a commercial <laughs> block. They put took away the parking. Anyone that owns yeah. a store there is going to be unhappy. I don't know, fine, so whoever's unhappy should be able to voice it and then they should have to consider the, the people. But, but they make assumptions like, oh, all the people that take the bus, we have statistics about how many people take the bus and they may find that's a good argument. Yeah. M many more people take the bus than don't and I don't know. Whatever, bottom line, I didn't vote. I'm proud not to vote. I, I don't think I ever planned to vote. I don't, know, I don't know what our current system for this looks like, our current political system, but there definitely should be some sort of uh, policy for national referendums. Like, like you have in individual states where they put on the ballot uh, a referendum for a, a, a specific matter, right? Should this state legal in Michigan? Should right. they legalize recreational marijuana or not? We're going to put it up to the public because there's a, right. there's enough That's demand. What I'm just saying. So there should be a national a system for that on a national level. I don't think there currently is a system for many that on a more, national level. Also, many more. Ask us all the time about yeah, tons things. of policy. Like, questions. what do you think about the traffic cameras that we just put up on this thing? Yeah. We hate them. Okay, at least you know we all hate them. But maybe every individual hates them, but they provide more safety. Okay, so you could still make the decision. Just know that we hate them, and that's it. Yeah. You know, like, every, much more frequently, the computers can now ask you the questions that are relevant, even based on the websites that you're on. I don't know if I want the government to know, but, like, yeah. I guess we're voting in some ways like that with our internet trail at some point. They could even aggregate that data and come to an understanding about what our vote is. They don't even have to ask us questions. Do you think there, there's uh, a dictatorship of some sorts would be more effective? Right, so this is the other question. Is, should they have any view, like, okay, what the people want is one factor, right? But what are the goals of the government? You know, yeah. Is it just to enable what the most people want? Is it to enable some kind of moral or, I don't know what, character traits or long-term visions of what it could be? Obviously, a dictator would be much more effective in doing that. He might be long-sighted. Long yeah. I don't want the traffic cameras. Okay, but first of all, there's a lot less debt. Second of all, we collect more revenue. We're able to lower taxes. Third of all, we built all these things that you like with this money. You yeah. Know, I don't know. And the, the roads are safer. safer. That's the number one. Right. Less deaths. Every less individual deaths. may want deaths to be able to speed, painful. but you don't want other people on the road speeding. Right. Deaths are a lot less painful or whatever. Yes, I think the system's broken, though, bottom line. I think that they should be taking our opinion in and then showing us what our opinion is, and then also, if they're deviating from our opinion, give a very lengthy explanation as to why. And then what if we're not happy with the explanation? So as, once we hit a certain number, they listen or whatever. You build it in.
So if it's 55% of the population, they're still allowed to disagree. Yeah, and, and we might not vote for, you know, we, I want like a, a much easier list of everything that they did. Yeah. You know, like you have to have an official, because I guess it's hard, oh, we want to legalize weed, but then they sneak something onto the back end of the ballot. And then it's now also does some other item. And it's like, oh, well, I voted against that, but there was really other reasons. And now you think that I'm the marijuana-hating congressman and you want to not elect me, but that's not the case. Yeah. They wouldn't even, like, because I want to know, I should have a profile and then the person should match my profile based on his voting history and they could show matches for me. Yeah. Know, issues that mean a lot to me and things and then, but we don't yeah, even have a way of doing that because they sneak other things onto the ballots and we don't yeah. know and it's never clear cut. That's, yeah, you get it. It's the same as voting for either a Republican or a Democrat. Uh, you want lower taxes, you also get everything that uh, everything else that comes along with a Republican. Right. You get socially conservative, um, you know, more powerful milita military, uh, you know, dot, dot, dot. You get everything that comes along with a Republican. Hmm. Anti-abortion, anti, you know, maybe we're past gay marriage, but. Whatever, yeah, everything. Slow to adapt to all, all social issues. It's a tough times, but I do think that everyone should stop being so opinionated on these things. Like everyone should be basic. Uh, maybe it's good. They think that they're fighting for justice. You listen to the most recent Sam one um, with the woman, I don't know her name. Yes, I did. What do you think of that? Uh, I thought it was okay. Yeah, he didn't want to push He didn't want to push he didn't, he didn't. He didn't want to push. It's, it's no. been like that in a, a lot of his recent podcasts. He's trying to have conversations, not yeah, debates. If, yeah, if you debate them, then one, he's not going to be able to get people like that willing to come on to his podcast. And we're not going to hear, hear their voice uh, objectively. We're going to you know, be Sam fans and we're going to hear Sam grilling her. We're just going to be like, yeah, go Sam. She's an idiot. He wants us to, to hear her story, even if we disagree, see her see her side at least for a moment. So what was her side? And uh, came and I don't remember. Right? I don't remember the details of the podcast. Me neither. So we got nothing from it. No. It was okay. I don't know. She was uh, meaner to him than he was to her. Now she's yeah. very. Uh, what, well, what did they the talk about? What was the subject? Help. Gender things, feminism. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was the Matt Damon thing was a big one. What was what was the argument about the Matt Damon thing? He said that there's a big cost, and she said, "What a rich, powerful man! People are say that they're hurt by this rich, powerful man, and and that's a consequence. That's a fair consequence. People could voice yeah. their dissatisfaction with what he said. Why is everyone voicing so much dissatisfaction? That's the point. Yeah. Everyone just shut everyone up. Everyone has anger. Getting complaints. Ang right. That's what he's saying. Anger is part of the problem. We don't. Why are we encouraging people to become angry? Every time people are getting angrier, and now and then it encourages the other side to become more angry, and the other side to become yeah. more angry. Just don't, just chill out. You don't actually care about these things. She's saying no, but it's this anger is very important. If we want to rectify this situation, the only way to do so is through anger. So Jonathan Haidt uh, spoke at an NYU event yesterday. Mm -hmm. He was fantastic. Yeah, he's amazing. I always liked him. I knew I was a fan from hearing him on Sam's podcasts, but uh -huh. hearing him in person, he, he was just amazing. Anyway, he. During the Q&A, he cited some interesting statistics mm -hmm. or, or qualitative statistics, uh, some of them quantitative. So libertarians tend to be more rational people, less emotional, and have higher IQs. They're libertarians smarter. Libertarians. Tend to be more rational people. Yes. Higher IQs. Okay. Higher IQs and, okay. And then okay. far-leaning. What do libertarians mean? They are anti-big government. Just chit, let everyone do their thing. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. So generally, they're economically conservative, right? Like t tax right. us less, free markets, less affairs, however you pronounce it. And socially but socially, right. so socially left position. Yeah. That's the only one. I don't let everyone do. Are, let yeah. everyone do their thing. Either big government or a small government. How does it become big government economically, but small government socially? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that's interesting because that then that leaves the you know, let's say the conservatives and the progressives, mm -hmm. and they're much more emotionally driven people. And I, w I would say that the people on the far left and the people on the far right are the most emotionally driven, right? They're filled with this anger. Most rational, okay. And the centrists, who probably have more in common with the libertarians, both politically and psychologically. So we see all this anger it's, it's not 
anger from the people on the left and anger from the people on the right. It's people who have anger and then voice it on the left or the right. Right. Just Their psychological state comes first. Right. And then the left or the right is just the way they, the narrative they identify with, the, the path through which they express their anger. And that's something else he actually spoke about uh, how where people, he, similar to Jordan Peterson, Valno Harari, we, we, we understand stories, where, right? That's our, that's our main method of communication, understanding. And you're gonna hear two stories and you're not really gonna pick which story you think is accurate based on logic. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be the same thing based on your identification with the story, your intuitions, your emotions. So his example was capitalism and, uh, you know, anti-capitalism, communism, socialism. He played two videos made by him and a video creator written by him. And they're like nearly identical, the same shots, but different music, different voiceover, and like different lighting. And it's, it, was, it was really funny to see how one story painted capitalism as like this beautiful thing, the savior that took us out of the Middle Ages and, and uh, you know, created so much progress so much growth, all the technology we have, motivation, meaning in life, people love to work, you know, what else would they do? And then the other video, you know, is pro-communism and, and villainizes capitalism, as, you know, we'll, we'll see a lot of uh, very far left-leaning people do. You know, capitalism has these people starving and they're enslaved and whatever. Okay. So that was, since we're in a business school, that's what he was speaking about. But he really spoke about how there are these stories and we pick which story we identify with. So people are first picking the story of anger because they identify with anger, they have anger. And then it just, you know, they pick whether they're going to fall onto the left or the right. Gotcha. Right. Interesting. So the real problem is that people are identifying with, with anger. Right. Before any, you know, the political anger, understanding. That's saying. Yeah. The anger is the issue. But she's saying, no, we need, anger is a tool to get out of a very rational issue that we're having. Yeah. I have to stop getting very angry about it, though. It doesn't yeah, happen. I don't think anger is a helpful tool because they make the opposition just as strong. There's anger on the other side. All right, so I'm having a situation, a business thing. So I, I got angry, right? So I wrote an email. One email was a very angry, like, whatever. I think it was a sickly, sick written email. But then, like, people looked at it, they said, you know, the tone is just very angry. So then I wrote a different one with a completely different tone. And I was like, I'm saying the same things, but there's just such a world of a way that I could say it yeah. and make all the same exact points. So that's interesting. Is anger, or why am I using anger? Is that even going to help, or is that going to fuel more anger on the other side? It's probably just going to fuel more anger on the other side. And even if I bully them successfully, then it's going to cause resentment on the other side. It's no, probably no place. Very yeah. little place. So this was uh, another interesting thing Jonathan Haidt uh, spoke about, was that Listen. the conservative movement is really just an anti-progressive movement, right? Without progressives, there's, there's no change. There's no motivation for the conservative movement. The conservative like movement, they're anti-progressive. They're like, sure. you want to make all these changes, slow down. I don't want those. Mm-hmm. If no one's trying to make those changes, the conservative movement doesn't exist. And so it's interesting to see that as the progressives get angrier, the conservatives get angrier. Mm. Right. The conservatives are just getting uncomfortable with some of the progressives. Exactly. And now they're getting angry because the other side's yelling about these things. Like, dude, just chill out. What are you talking about? If they weren't yelling, then they could do whatever they want, honestly. But they feel like they can't get heard if they're not yelling. Yeah, if they're not yelling, who's going to hear? Like, why is it even on the news, any of the transgender stuff? We really don't care. Like, it's such a minuscule part of the population. If, yeah, if 1% of people or less do surgery, I could care less. It would, just, it should have no uh, effect on it. Just sneak me. it into a bill. Yeah, but it's on the news. He wants to use the bathroom, this and this now. Everyone's getting angry on all sides. Yeah. Sending me articles after the conversations. Like, dude, I just said that. I don't care. I don't care why you would spend any time thinking about this. So maybe the media is also the villain. The media is the... The media only does well flan- the with, with, uh, with emotion. Fanning the flames. Yeah. So they see this little tiny voice of anger from a few people and they project it onto the, onto the large screen. And now everyone sees it. The conservatives see it. The conservatives get upset. The progressives yeah. see it and the progressives go, no, this is it's true. It's a completely different way to tell the story. You could put someone on the screen and say, look, I was feeling depressed. I don't know what to tell you. I, I know, obviously, I was born a man. 
I don't. I never felt but, like it. It's weird. It's really messed yeah. up. Obviously, I don't want to have to change. No one in my life liked yeah. it. Put that on the screen. No one's gonna yeah. get angry about that. Instead, they doing the opposite yeah. of what would be. Yeah, effective. I know I was born a man, but it, I think it won't make my life better. It'll make me happier. Yeah, I want to be able to make that choice. I know it's a little weird for you guys, and you've never seen anything like this before. But uh, yeah, I hope that you could uh, understand. You don't have to yeah. be friends with me or anything. I just want to be able to do it. Yeah, I just want to be able to use the, the bathroom I feel comfortable in. Yeah, not even the bathroom's even a stupid thing. It, it's weird. I look like a guy. So if I go into the woman's bathroom, it makes a whole scene. They think that I'm a guy yeah. in the women's bathroom. I'm just trying to help. I don't know what you want, what you want yeah. to do. No one would even care. Just go into the other bathroom. Yeah. No one's going to look at you and be like, but you, uh, you know, no <laughs> yeah. one knows. It's stupid. Like, you look it's like so a guy. Stupid. You walk into the men's bathroom and you go into a stall and do your thing. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, it's agitating. Yeah, that's why I really think that the, the whole thing is so messed up. People have opinions about the most irrelevant things. Nothing to do with that. That's why sports is probably great. At least yell that the Yankees are better than the Mets. Knock yourselves out. Okay. It's not harming the Red anyone. Sox fan. Yeah, it's... He's still practicing these emotions that maybe you should really stay away from, but maybe it's a, maybe you need to express that emotion. But at least there's no political ramification. Where can we give it to a place that's... Or maybe it's perfectly natural, though. This, this battle is, uh, is the same battle that goes on inside your body. And when something happens that separates it, it needs to happen. And it, it might cause combustion, and then it causes a better... I don't know. Why is it necessary? I don't understand. I don't know. It ha it's a symptom of something. So whatever the symptom is, maybe the only way to cure it, this is the process of curing the symptom. I don't know what it could. What it would be What's the symptom? Of. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it is the symptom of something. Like, anger is coming saying. from maybe somewhere. It's inequality is the symptom, and that really is an issue. And now people and are anger angry is fixing and it. They're, they're but then why do no, you see anger combust. equally on both sides? No, because then one side gets angry, feels the other side, whatever it is. Yeah. But there's a. It's, that's what she's saying. The anger is symptomatic of the way that women have historically been yeah. treated, and it is the okay. It's not the the best solution. It, it could have casualties, but, but it is. But you can't blame them for being angry. No, and this is how things get solved. There's no other. Uh, I don't know what what how else do things get solved. I don't yeah. know what the other mechanisms. So the question are. is: is would things get solved if no one got angry? Yeah, what would happen? I mean, maybe we would never. Let's say. Uh, right, let's say women yeah. just tried to to act. To act fully independent and just go to work, and whenever anyone you know says anything disparagingly, consensus to do that. What well, that all women would do it? No, every woman on their own. Mm. The culture they wouldn't even have it in their head. The culture yeah. is not there. They wouldn't be able to. So maybe that's on them. They're not ready. I was just in Philadelphia and we learned about Ben Franklin. Some guy dressed as Ben Franklin took us on a tour of the city, and he's <laughs> okay. really he started sure, the tour was very by yelling, enjoyable. "Shut up!" Like, all right, dude, you're a weirdo. <laughs> so, hello, I'm Ben, whatever. But I think he was a major player of the Revolutionary War. He was one of the main guys, and he invented electricity. Okay. First of all, we were mind blown. How could it be that one guy, it, it doesn't make sense. They're like two completely different things. No, and also two insane things. Like, how could he have accomplished so much in his life? He donated yeah. to the shul. Everyone knows him. He did 10 hundred things, yeah. whatever. So that was very uh, cowing. I don't know if that's the word. Humbling, but like whatever. But anyhow, so we look up to him. He's a revolutionary, right? But on the other hand, the guy who started killing everyone. These guys were nuts. <laughs> they started telling him every knocking on the door is no. That we are paying too much taxes. Let's take guns. You know, only a third of the country was in support of the revolution. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, everyone's like, dude, just <laughs> chill out. We don't want. They caused this whole war in the country. Deal with this. That that would, they just wanted this. to live their they lives so and pay angry. taxes. Why are they so angry? You guys are so angry. Yeah. They brought the tea. They want taxes. All right, us. we'll pay a little taxes. Yeah, but maybe, but it was a big step forward. It was, it was. progress. They, yeah. There was a symptom. There was an issue that was going on. It shouldn't be that one person is controlling different people across space. It's not unreasonable. Yeah. Space they don't understand. Yeah, how could? Why should you? We we will set up our own thing. You just want money from us. It's not fair. You yeah. Make your own money. So it was a symptom. No, but they but they enabled. If if it weren't for them, we would never get set up in the first place. They enabled the infrastructure to yeah, yeah, colonize. Yeah, yeah. True. Maybe they do yeah, deserve they're, they're something. Compete. But yeah, they, yeah. they got as much payment until we until we broke away. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's okay. So the same exact right. So the anger is. 
that's how, anytime that there's uh, something that needs to break, there's all of the, uh, whatever, the particles breaking. It's not a pleasant process. Everything's banging off each other. I don't know what happens when a physical item breaks apart. So it's, it's painful, but it might be better. Sometimes things need a break. And this is the catalyst. This is how it breaks, yeah. And it's going to break. So they break, it. and then the individual pieces grow into yeah, stronger, something bigger, stronger better. larger. Yeah, we have so much emotional attachment that we don't want the break. We're so afraid of the break. So, so what's, how does, the, how does this uh, tie metaphor tie into? To the anger? So the anger is symptomatic of something that they're saying might need to break. It, it's, it's a cost. Break, break down the current system. We have the system where men and women interact in whatever way. And maybe it's better than being com a system that's completely broken, but the progressives are saying what will grow out of the broken system will be far better than what we currently have. Yeah, and anyway, we're like the piece in the cell that tries to that tries to break it, and there might be something else that tries to hold it yeah. together. And let's see, let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna do my my part. My part is to go nuts yeah. over this. But, it's not but yeah, so they're doing their duty, but. It, as an individual, is it best you get to choose which part of the cell you want to be? Is it best to be one of the angry parts that's trying to break it or trying to hold it together? I don't know who, maybe they don't have any choice. They don't have any choice. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't, want to, I don't want to be it. Yeah, I don't, want to, I don't want to be it either. I'm not the glue. I'm not the hammer. Sometimes I get angry, though. I've had times in my life where I used anger to, to try to fuel uh, good projects. You know, maybe that's... Uh, no, maybe that's a thing. Yeah, maybe, and maybe it drove results. But then, I guess the other the other question is, how do we determine if those results are good? Right, like how we we, we Im implicit in our metaphor was that the formation of the United States mm -hmm. was a good thing. But who knows how history would have played out otherwise? Right, we can't know. Yeah, maybe we would have had one united world under Britain, and they would have had the, the best um, monarchy. Maybe we needed a global, yeah, global government. Maybe the that constitutional the monarchy was extremely that was effective. Step. That was a big yeah. step back. Maybe imperialism was good. Yeah, we need a global government. One person to rule everyone is better. Yeah. Whereas now we have all these different states, countries, interacting with each other with closed borders. But if they were doing it well, then it would have worked. Yeah. I don't know if that's a thing, but... No, they. maybe the wealthy businessmen just got upset because in the short term... There were more profits to be made if they were in an uh, individual country. If they right. didn't have to pay taxes, yeah. then they would have made more money. Yeah, but this seems like it was good. And right, maybe it could have led to a bad thing. It happened to work out French Revolution. They got angry with the same things. It didn't lead to a good yeah. place. Or, uh, but, but maybe it did because it led to this one. We can't judge anything. Yeah. Zach, we have any conversations about anything if we don't have That's, I guess, what Sam stands out for because he says we do have objective. There is something objective. Yeah, there, we could have some conversations. We have to be able to have, con we have, to have things that are objective. Otherwise, yeah. we can't have conversations. Yeah. As many variations as there are, it's seemingly infinite. And if it, if it really is infinite, we wouldn't be able to, you know, even just theoretically, you wouldn't be able to divide that up into pieces that we can understand, but it's not actually infinite. There is a finite amount of variation. If you take all the atoms in our universe, which we just define as the part of space we could see, there's a finite amount of variations of their arrangement. So there's, a, there's it is something that could be known in theory by a device that has the computational power and understanding or by people that have uh, the proper understanding. Mm. So it's not completely futile. Maybe it's w we'll, we make very slow progress, mm. but we could evaluate circumstances and see where they lead. Right. Like in the, in the very short term, obviously, it's very simple. I know that if I pick up a bottle and drop it, it's going to fall. Right. You, know, you could evaluate what's going to happen. So it just gets more complex, but it's still possible to evaluate. With the Revolutionary War, we're going very far back. It gets difficult. Yeah. But, and looking Every, far into the future, it gets difficult. But everything starts far back and goes far forward. Far forward, yeah. The echoes of everything, the drop in the glass, you have to look at every possible scenario after that. You can't look. You, yeah, it's You too can't much. know. So you can't know. So I think that's what, I don't know. 
So that's why there has to be some assumptions that we just make. Otherwise, how could we? We need simplified models, decision-making models. Yeah, definitely. We all make assumptions in our own lives. And I guess culture makes assumptions about values for people so that we could kind of have discussions. And uh, I don't know. And we agree to have some... Like, why do we all like pizza? Is it just that it really is objectively good? Or maybe we just all agree to agree? No, I think it's it's ob objectively good. Triggers. Meaning we evolve to like it. It's what makes our brain tap. Maybe there is also something like herd mentality that we... Oh, pizza is good? We're going to just agree. We just have to agree about things. Yeah, but take pizza to someone who never heard of pizza and give it to them. Questionable. But are they going to like it? I don't know. I don't know. I think they would. Maybe. It also depends on have they been exposed to similar foods. this is the best thing that I believe this is gooey and, and no, I don't like this at all. What is this? I don't, I don't know, know if I, an alien I think they would like, like pizza. Uh, there was a great, uh, who was talking about it? I think it was, I think it was on Peter Atiyah's podcast. He had, a, he was talking with some guest. Was it Peter Atiyah's podcast? Uh, it could have been on After On. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, they were talking about giving their kids ice cream. Uh -huh. Oh, not not after on uh, ATP. Anyways, okay. or Peter, they were giving the <laughs> <laughs> radically different podcast. Okay. okay, they were they 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 were giving they were talking about giving their kids ice cream, and they said they know it's 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 not healthy, but that put aside, they give it to their kids. Just I guess they think it's real. It's real more realistic to give them ice cream or whatever. Anyway, they said they're one years old. They don't know what ice cream is. You give them ice cream and the the picture at that moment, their face, is just glowing, glowing with happiness. And like they have this expression like, I can't believe you were, you were hiding this from me. What is this, right. this bliss, this pleasure? Mm -hmm. So that's objectively good. The baby right. tastes this milky sweetness, right? They, they just, they stopped nursing recently. Right, they right. love milk. And it's sugary. Yeah, me. And it's super sugary and sweet. It's, it's objectively good right. at that moment for, that, for those children. Right. There are things that are objectively pleasurable. Whatever, because they had milk before. It comes from their shared experiences. Yeah, but not culture. No. Whatever, it could come from fright. It's not a mutual agreement. Right. There's no agreement. It's just so the question this is, taste is it could extend to ideas, how much it could extend to ideas. Um, yeah. Right. Right, so at least we have some things that we can rely on. That a lot, most of us, if we tasted this, we like it. That's a helpful helpful starting place. Yeah. So we want to have more ice cream in our lives unless... No, but maybe ice cream's not healthy. Cauliflower, yeah. <laughs> Should build a society to get us more ice, the most ice cream imaginable. <laughs> Let's uh, import tubs of ice cream. Yeah. Any science that speaks out against it, we should we kill immediately them. disband. Yeah, yeah, kill them. <laughs> Place them in exile. Exile. Any foods besides for ice cream should only be made for contrast. <laughs> there has to be like one on the opposite side. It should like be side. It's so detestable. Oh, this, yeah, this food has such strong contrast that you only need a tiny bite <laughs> of it yeah, to yeah, continue yeah. your ice cream eating in pleasure. Yeah, you quickly do a little shot of it and then you just go back to the ice cream and you're like, oh, oh baby. pure bliss. <laughs> bliss. But then you're, uh, what if you die at 40 now? You couldn't have had as much ice cream as if you took it at half the pace and had it till you're 80. There's a finite amount of ice cream that you could have in your life before you're going to die. So it doesn't matter. You could either have it in 40 years or, right, maybe for no, but let's other say, pleasures. Yeah, let's say eating ice cream for every meal plus our little thing for contrast, you know, I die at 20. Extremely die at three. Extremely disease ridden. <laughs> but let's say if I take it at I'm half the pace. Day, yeah. uh, let's say if I take it at half the pace, on average I'll live till sixty. I'm gonna get more net ice cream in my life. Yeah, but it's all about minutes under ice cream. Any minute without ice cream is, <laughs> is a waste. Yeah. You want you want your life to be filled <laughs> with ice with cream. Ice cream. <laughs> that's it. If you die at, I mean, maybe you should just eat ice cream until you die straight. There's no yeah. discomfort. On the uh, Jewish New Year, when we sit, when we uh, we we would have ice cream and say, a year filled with. Oh yeah, Shana We have the apple and the honey. We do it with ice cream. We should do it with the ice cream. We just want ice cream. In this we year. only want ice cream. We don't want. That's why prayer is so else. weird because you ask for things, but you know that you don't know what you don't know what you want yet. Yeah. So you really acknowledge that there's this almighty person that knows everything. You should just say, I'm going to pray to him. Do what you do.
Yeah, d uh, take care of me, please. Whatever is best for me in in the long end. But then that you even have to ask for that maybe is a demonstrates a lack of emunah, a lack of faith. You should have confidence that the world is good, the Creator is good. He's obviously it's going to be okay, what's best for you. It's just a chance to accept that it's not in your control, probably. Yeah. And they write the list of things for you that way you don't ask for anything too stupid. Yeah. Like these are pretty acceptable. These are respectable. Yeah. Wisdom, for. health. Uh, Financial we well-being. We have to assume that these these yeah. will be good. It might not be good for me in particular, but on average, it's like, these I are can't fair be faulted for asking for help. It's like, well, what? You didn't trust me. You were supposed to die when you were six. It was going to lead your parents to discover yeah. a cure for cancer. Okay, I couldn't have known that. Yeah, yeah. You can't blame me for wanting to to live f f longer. Yeah, they seem they're basic virtuous. human cravings. Yeah, everyone would. It's funny. Great. Lifespan, wisdom. We spoke about the craving for wisdom. Craving for wisdom. We spoke about the craving for life, for long life, and that's health and financial well financial well being is uh, the same one. We also spoke about that. The iPads. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, where, what else do we ask? For? And and also ice cream is is uh, financial well being. Ice cream is financial well being. Right, we just want this. Uh, wrap it. We, we could wrap it with that. We have a lot of cravings. We know we want to get somewhere. We don't know where we want to get. And uh, we appreciate you guys coming along for our session of intellectual masturbation. masturbation.